Welcome, everyone. You're listening to Risky Behavior, where no subject is off limits. Sit back, tune in, and enjoy a beverage with us as we explore controversial issues and answer your health and wellness-related concerns, ranging from nutrition and exercise to sex and prescription drugs. I'm here with co-host Dr. Shetha Chakraborty, who's a national media risk expert, as seen on CNN, the BBC, Fox News, and more. But don't just think this hour is all science as usual. After four seasons as a regular guest and food scientist on The Dr. Oz Show, Dr. Taylor Wallace, who the Huffington Post calls the nation's premier food and nutrition guru, will help me loosen lips and spill tea with special guests that you won't want to miss. Hey y'all, we're coming to you from the home studio because you know we can't get access to the real studio in this time of COVID. We're waiting for our good friend and fitness extraordinaire, Michaela Brown. She's gonna be talking with us about all things fitness, mental health, and nutrition. And we know Taylor's got a few thoughts on nutrition as always. You know, nutrition and exercise go hand in hand. And during the times of COVID-19, you know, those get a little bit off balance. And I'm gonna admit, I have ice cream almost every night. She's gonna fill us in on what you can do to keep your body in shape so you can get to the beach once this is all over. are very well you know what we do we've actually been really lucky enough to have Michaela in the studio when we still had a studio pre-COVID <laughs> um but we've wanted for some time to have you on the show with us so I'm going to kick that off as sort of the official start of this like yeah. we've wanted for some time Michaela to have you on the show you are a fabulous trainer you are a fabulous fitness role model for so many what is your exact title in ter- for Vita is who you represent, but are you, you're not speaking on behalf of Vita today. No, I'm not. Yeah. So my, my title there is group fitness manager, but I'm a personal trainer and group fitness instructor. Primarily that's aside from being a mother, that's my main title. Um, but no, I, and also I, a morning fitness show regular. Don't, don't make me blush. No, I'm a fitness specialist. So I've been in the fitness industry for about 17 years career wise. Um, but I was a former, I am a former division one athlete. And I, now that I look back on life, I've been into fitness and athletics my entire life. So I'm also a fitness enthusiast. Yeah. And that's, that's obvious because it's not just, honestly, most trainers and I have a personal trainer. We both know him. Well, most trainers are really good at what they do. Because you need to have a minimal level of passion to be able to, for I mean, and the couch potatoes that we know so well will agree with this. To be, <laughs> Cheers. Not, not including the two that are on the couch right now, but like to have the level of just motivation to get off the couch, to do it, and then to do it again and again, and then not just for yourself, but to motivate others and do that for a living. Like, so you already have a minimum, um, standard that it's hard for the majority of the population to even understand or reach right and then beyond that you really enjoy it like that's the standard i have for personal trainers or fitness enthusiasts you're beyond that you love it michaela it's just like it comes through the screen now that you're doing all of your work virtually mostly right like you are doing cardio events you're doing pole dancing how do you have such a wide breadth of and spectrum of stuff that gets you excited that you can get so into? Well, that's such a great question. And it's actually, I am my best client, I would say. So I am someone, believe it or not, here's some tea. I do not like working out. 
This is the tea. No. 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 This is the tea. That's what I was so about to get on here for, and say. For, for vain you made reasons. us and our viewers feel so much better. No, like for me, like, I, so I totally relate to people who can't self-motivate to work out. Like, shut the, all these years that we've known. Have you ever seen me on the floor just working out at the gym? I don't do that. I'm, no, I have to. I have to literally make working out a non-negotiable part of my day, which is a career. I had to make a career out of fitness in order to motivate me to want to work out. So I physically teach the one of the primary reasons I migrated to group fitness over personal training was because I had to work out myself. So I had to put myself in a forced situation to have to work out in order for me to motivate to work out. And because I understand that whole process of needing the motivation, I try to help others find creative ways to do it. So everyone can't be a trainer. Everyone can't be a group exercise instructor. So my job is to find ways to integrate their daily life and their hobbies into a fitness experience. And so that's, if I would say at my core, that's what I do. I try to help everyday people from all walks of life try to make workout or fitness a non-negotiable part of the day and integrate it with the things that they're already doing. But you you know what my problem is during the whole COVID-19 situation is like every morning I wake up and I'm like, you know what, I'm going to go for a run. I'm going to go down to the mall and I'm going to run a couple miles and I've got this. And then my jogging pants, you know, I put on my jogging pants and they're like, no, girl, you're good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's a reaction. Most people are reactionary. Um, most people don't hit the gym or get a trainer until they have some type of incentive. And very seldom is that incentive, like, to be proactive about fitness. Like, you know, like, I, I, you know, it's a reaction to prediabetes for some people. For some people, it's a reaction to like, I want to get a divorce. And right now my body is not suitable to be out on the market. So I'm going to go to the gym. It's like that kind <laughs> that of- breakup. That's what started it for me five years ago, honey. Look, that's, I always say people come to the gym either to run away from something or to run to something. It's very reactionary. It's a small, crazy few people who just do it purely for the love. That's a small, crazy minimum. So I'm very much a part of that demographic of people who need to be tricked into working out. And so because I've successfully done it for myself, I appear happy when I do it because I am happy when I do it. Like I, I grew up dancing and choreo and being a choreographer. So like my first few group fitness classes were dance fitness classes. It was like, oh, I love to dance. I would do it without getting paid and I'm getting paid for it. Hell yeah. This is what I'm doing, you know? So, yeah. That's awesome. We need a little bit of that in our lives. Don't so we? let's talk about like self-motivation because I know a lot of our viewers are kind of like me. You know, Well, actually, I should say one of the things that I did right in 2020 uh, for Christmas, I gave myself a treadmill desk. And everybody kind of laughed. My friends were laughing at it. Now that we're quarantined in our own house, I'm like, I walk on that treadmill like six hours a day. Like, I mean, I'm oh, like, that's good. I'm burning calories left and right, honey. Like, so, but, you know, I think a lot of people really struggle with, okay, I live with a, in a 600 square foot like condo in Washington, D.C. There's not a lot of space. I'm really not supposed to be outside. The weather's been kind of cold and rainy and not that great outside of the COVID-19 thing. What are like some simple things? Like how do I keep in shape just at home? Like, I mean, I, beach season's coming up. None of us want to be like in a swimsuit. Like 
What can I do? I'm about to make a shameless plug. First, you're going to go to my YouTube page because I, I put up tons of workouts. So, bam. <laughs> all right. My fitness spot. Bam. I'll post it. Uh, but no. So, again, just scale it back. Don't think about the fitness of it. Think about the things that you would do if you didn't have to. Right. So would you sit? Would you watch TV? Would you dance? What would you do? I'm a, I love, I'm not a couch potato, but I love a good reality TV show. So you could catch me on a cold, rainy day snuggled up in my bed, right? So there's even a way to turn that into a fitness experience. If you say, I'm going to be cooped up for three hours watching reality TV, how many commercial breaks can you find in a reality TV uh, show, right? There's about four or five 90 second breaks. Okay, on every commercial break, I'm gonna do a new exercise. I'm gonna crunch on the first commercial break. I am going to squat, do a wall squat on the second commercial break. Like there's a way to convert anything you like to do into, an, into a workout regimen. If you're someone that you know is more active, again, simple things, keep it simple. Wall squats, planks, push-ups, and just make it fun. Maybe you put on your favorite, um, you know, I dare say album. I was gonna say CD. I'm so old. Your favorite. Um, <laughs> You're in good company. Your favorite album. Yeah, put your favorite playlist well, on, and maybe. Yeah. <laughs> and you do one exercise to every song. You know, it's just again, there. Keep it simple and and keep it consistent. That's the big thing. It, it's not rocket science. We don't need all these gimmicks. We don't need all this extraness, especially when our space and our situation does not allow for all the extraness. Just bring it back to the basics. Okay, okay I like what you just said, because that's like a hack, right? That's something that people listening in are like, okay, yeah, I could, I could see making that happen. I want to extend that a little bit and add the science behind it, because in preparation for this conversation, <laughs> I spent a little bit of time looking at the science behind of forming habits and the difference between a systems approach and a goal-oriented approach and I have no uh, nothing to be gained from plugging this book, but I was reading Atomic Habits by um, James Clear. And it's really excellent information in terms of this idea of, okay, we, we don't have to, we are a culmination of our choices and our behaviors. There's random events that happen and chance plays a big role in a lot of this. But let's assume, let's take that out of it and realize that we are a product right now. The way we have lived our lives in terms of how clean we are, the people we hang out with, what we eat, how much we work out, all of that is a, a culmination of our choices. And so if we start changing those choices slightly, then we're talking about an entire systems change that results in ultimately an end outcome that is different. And that's the goal. So rather than thinking of losing 40 pounds, what are the little choices we make Rather than thinking we don't want to lose that much weight, but right. what are we going to do in our day to day? Yeah, that is going to result in ultimately that end goal being reached. And we need to think of it like that behavioral change, decision making. So I have a question. We have, we have a question coming in from the audience that says, what's the science behind forming habits such as regular fitness and good eating? And I can I can say from a nutrition perspective, you actually can train your brain to crave healthy. Can you train your brain to crave fitness? Of course. First of all, your brain is the, the most important muscle of them all. Um, I was just teaching a stretch and mobility class. And the first thing we do is we dig into knots like in the body and we give 25 seconds of ample time for your brain to re-trigger openness and release in your muscles. I mean, that's very, very fitness like speak, but essentially your brain controls everything. And I think the first 
major thing is to have that mental awareness to what you want to do. Like you literally have to obsess about it and you literally have to tell your brain to tell your muscles what to do. And then you have to physically follow through with your muscle and create muscle memory. So again, let's just talk about it on a very, very small scale or very in layman's terms. It means just think about what you want, put it out into the universe and then make it happen. It's, it's what you spoke, what you thought and your body is how you actualize it. So again, we're not thinking of losing that 40 pounds or fitting into that dress for, you know, our July wedding what we're thinking about is what can I do in the here and now? Um, what I can do today is I can show up to work out. That's what I can do today. I might not control how I perform in the workout. I might not control if I can do an entire set or rep, but I can control physically getting up and showing up to the workout, right? And then- And that's the starting of the habit formation, right? Yeah, and we have things to help us do that. We have alarm clocks. We have friends that could, you know, we could phone a friend. Hey, call me at six o'clock. Remind me to go to the gym. So yeah, we have these things that help us create the habit. And you just think about it in the here and now. Today, I can go to the gym. Today, I can complete this one full set of squats or push-ups. In the moment, I can give myself to the experience of having an instructor tell me what to do. I can do those things today. You take those little steps every day. Today, I will sit, I will do a squat so that my glutes hit the line of my knees. I will do that on this rep. And then I will do that on the next rep. And then I'm doing it. And then I'm doing it. And at certain, at a certain point, your brain plays less of a factor because now your muscles have gone into auto drive. Your muscles are not using thought. They're not using the brain. They're just doing what they do. And so what has happened with bad habits is that we've done the opposite. We've created, the brain has allowed us to do other things with the body that has become the new norm. And now normal feels like weird. So we have to retrain the brain to help us retrain the muscles. And when we do that, the muscles will then learn and do their own thing. That was so scientific, but not really. <laughs> no, that's a, no, no, we're that's a science great. show, ultimately. I so know, we, but we always appreciate. I, know, like, I'm not, I feel kind of intimidated because you it's guys like, are like doing, science, doing science. It, doing it well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm trying, I'm trying to say wow, something for the layman. <laughs> you just sound I had like, a couple of these. <laughs> you, did, you sounded like Michaela teaching a pole dancing class, which, by the way, I have not attended yet, but look amazing. Wait a minute now. I wouldn't take pole dancing class. Can I take Why don't y'all just do it? I mean, come on. I mean, you have a direct, <laughs> oh. you have a direct connection. I don't know if you want to see me up on Instagram live doing a pole dancing contest. Well, we, we have to crawl before we walk. We'll get you in the studio first and then we'll, we'll make you Instagram live ready. Okay. <laughs> so I just want to add to, before, before we move off the science, I just want to uh, firstly appreciate what you said, because that really just explained it. I think to those that are trying to find some real justification behind what is the point, right? Ultimately people are like, is it even worth it to drive to the gym or to walk to the gym? Even if I'm going to go in for like a minute, but yeah, it's worth it because getting in, showing up and forming that habit, making that consistent, you are on your way. You're creating that systemic change that's going to result in ultimately. And again, let's not talk about it in terms of goals is what I've learned. It's talk about how do you change your habits to really make like the outcome desirable. ultimately. Exactly. Right? I think a lot of people associate uh, fitness with physical rigor. And a part of what we do as trainers is try to take all the hassle out of it, right? So we think for you, we tell you what to do, we, we study you, we do all that. So a part of that creating a good habit is self-induced making it easy. <laughs> you know, you do it yeah. for yourself. Oh, it's not so bad. Now I can get up 
and go to the gym and have no issue and I feel better afterward. Oh, it's okay. This is easy versus, oh Lord, I have to go to the gym. And, you know, it, you want to take yeah. out those barriers. That's kind of me. So I have a question again, specific to COVID-19 because I have a lot of friends that are getting pets, particularly, you know, they're going to the shelter homes and adopting a dog or a, you know, particularly a dog. Um, and it kind of made me think the other day, you know, when I, um, so I, I used to have a roommate and he had a dog who's still my baby. We, you know, have joint custody. Princess. Princess. She's my baby. She's the best. Um, but she's a rescue and she's a boxer pointer pit bull mix. And I used to take her for a run all the time because she has so much energy. You just like, when you work from home, you just have to like go run the energy off of them. Do you think that like really is that like a good thing? Like, you know, is this a good thing? People are getting pets and maybe that habit is, you know, coming out. I don't know. Or is that just Are you asking like, is it still okay to go walk your door? Like, is it okay to still act on that urge to be outside and to be physical, even though we're supposed well, to be inside? Saying, does the pet make you do pets make you more physically active? <laughs> okay, I get the question now. Of course. Okay, yes. So God bless her soul. Sorry, I've had a couple of days. I know, that's okay. Um, I, I grew up with- And that's our next question, is how bad should we feel about drinking? Not at all. <laughs> as part of our fitness journey. Did you, did you work out today? <laughs> okay, honestly, I did. Personally, I took a class with Dion, a virtual Vito class. Uh-huh. Hey, Dion. So then you cleared out the calories and you earned this, so you're good. I didn't. <laughs> exactly how many glasses, Michaela? No, feel free to answer the- Feel free to answer the dog question, and then we have several more for you. I walked on my treadmill for five hours. Again, think about energy, right? And think about putting yourself in a, a, a mental space to want to work out. Dogs don't know about being, especially dogs that are cared for, they don't know about being tired. They don't carry the stressors and the anxieties that we do. So at, at their very core, they're active, they're responsive, they're you have that energy in your space, it is totally normal for your brain and then, you know, subsequently your body to respond to that. So I grew up with Rottweilers my whole life, which are herding dogs. And I've had two that since I've been an adult. And I just remember like me having my first Rottweiler at 24 versus now my, you know, my last Rottweiler at like 38. I was like, I'm too old for a Rottweiler. Like I, I can't keep up. <laughs> really? Yeah. So yeah, the dog's energy, they're hurting breed. So the dog's energy was total craziness and especially not being like hurting, being inside. And I find my, I found myself having to work out just to keep up with the dog, like to the point where I put my dog on treadmills. I used to have to put her on treadmills before I walked. Wow. She was so. So it depends on the dog. Too. Yeah. It, just to get some of that energy out before we went out. But here, the joke was on me, guys. The joke was on me because all I was doing was increasing her, like her threshold. So I was making her stronger and more fit. So after a while, that treadmill was like, it didn't have anything on her. Anyway, that's a long way of, uh, of answering. Yes. Everything, okay. everything we do in life is energy based. So if we surround ourselves with inner, like energy, activeness, and all of that, we really have no choice but to be positively affected by that. So, so tell me what I can get on your YouTube channel, because I've actually kind of been looking around and I, I kind of want some easy things to do on my TV. I've got a smart TV and I kind of want to do a little workout. You know, I tried the Chompetta. I was going to say that earlier, you know, 
Shakira did the champeta at the what Super Bowl. It's this Colombian dance that Shakira did on the Super Bowl. And I actually tried doing it and figured that, and I learned really quick that I'm a white boy and you don't ever want to see me do the champeta. But do it right now. <laughs> I do. I figured out how to mount my thing. Don't know Hold on. I'm going to mount myself. I figured out how to do it. Sorry, guys. If anybody can do it, it's Michaela. This is right live now. TV, guys. <laughs> for those of you who are watching on Instagram, you can see this live. For those of you who are hearing this later, you will be able to click back and find this live footage somewhere. <laughs> It'll be in the show notes. <laughs> okay. Can you? Okay, let me back up. Okay, can you see me? Okay. Okay. Yes, we can see you. All right, now it won't shake every time I speak. All right, so you asked about YouTube. You said, where can you find it or what can you find on it? What was your question? Yeah. No, I was talking about your YouTube channel because I would actually tune in because I'm at home by myself all day and I would do some of the workouts. So what do you have on your YouTube channel? I have basically? everything. So I, again, given all the years I've been in the industry, I have picked up many formats that I teach. So I teach everything from body pump, um, I created a stretch and mobility class for the gym that I work at. Um, I teach Pilates. So you will see a little bit of everything on that. A lot of my workouts are short. Um, they're longer now that we're indoors because people just physically have more time. But when we were in like our regular hustle and bustle, a lot of my workouts were short because a lot of us just had time constraints. So you'll find everything from, I have a mobility and mimosas class on there, guys. You take a mimosa. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We, now, now you're talking yeah, risky behavior. We, we <laughs> foam roll. We're, we're way ahead of you. <laughs> we foam roll and we mimosa, I call it. We drink. So, what, you know, I was talking about that 25 okay. seconds for the body to communicate with the brain. So, that 25 seconds is a painful endeavor. I mean, you're digging through traumatic knots in your muscle. And so to get us through that, we take a sip or two of mimosa and we, and that's how we go back. So Numb that pain. <laughs> he, he wants a mimosa or two. I'm a, a sip or yeah, two won't do it. it, it but okay, you set yourself up so we can see you do this dance. What dance? Oh yeah, we can see the dance. Yeah, let's yeah. do it. What dance? Yeah, we're down. Cha-chat, wasn't that? The ch champetta? Oh, you can do the champetta? <laughs> oh, I thought you said see we could do it. I was like, well, I can't do the champetta. Y'all don't want to see me do the champetta. I don't know what it looks like. You'll have to, you, you should show it to me and then I can do it once you show it to me. That was such a tease. Okay, before we're, we're coming up to the end and I have so many questions for you that we didn't get to. There's a couple things I want to make sure we cover before we close out. So one is that people have to take a view and realize that bad bad habits are more satisfying initially than good habits. So like if you're used to enjoying a glass of wine at the end of the day or taking a bite of the donut, you're gonna have instant gratification. And that is how we've evolved as human beings in that it's made sense for us to get an instant response to a decision we've made. We've sheltered in place from a storm, we've run away from a lion, and that's been a sort of obvious um, response that that was the right yeah. move or decision. That's not true for modern day life in the same way. We have to go out of our way to exercise, out of our way to eat nutritiously um, and to make decisions about life and work that is unique to modernity. And that's something that fitness falls into that category because we're not gonna see changes to our body necessarily within the first few weeks or month. So it's delayed gratification and that's really important for forming good behaviors, good habits and behaviors. Girl, are you a preacher preaching to the choir? Or are you going to ask the question? <laughs> the science behind science. Do you agree with that? This is the science behind habit forming, right? Would you say like bad behaviors are easier to indulge in? So yes, I agree with it, but I want to qualify that. What I believe, I believe in something called a 90, 10 rule. 
and it's 90% of the food you eat or the things you do should be for health and sustenance. 10% is for fun. And if you properly place those doses of fun into your nutrition, into your eating lifestyle, or into your, into your social life, then it helps you get through those delayed gratification periods. But what people often do is deprive themselves of that 10% and go long periods without it. And so it makes that health endeavor very, very painstaking. So for instance, when it, when it comes to eating, um, I'm like, okay, well, what we just said about fitness, I said, did you work out today? Okay. You worked out today. And I know you've worked out several times this week. So that's your 90%. You can have this glass of wine or two or three or whatever, because this is your 10%. You can't do this every day, all day, but you can do this in this moment with the confidence that you've done everything in and around this moment to deserve that. And that's how I, I like people to think about fitness as well. And to some degree, nutrition, like, yeah, if you're eating healthy and clean and putting the good quality products in your body, 90% of the time you can go out socially and have a dinner and not have to like dig and make sure, you know, the chef did, no, you can enjoy that experience knowing that most of the time you're doing the right thing. So, right. I couldn't agree more. I totally agree with you too. 90-10. But we need, we, need, we need to get over people feeling intimidated that they can never get to that point even, right? Ultimately, and everything we've talked about in this half hour, and thank you so much for being in this conversation with us. It's like, it, it's illuminating. Even though we do know you well and we have access to you, I'm still learning so much every time we talk to okay, you. Okay, I'm going to take you out on YouTube and I'm going to do some of them workouts, okay? We're going to train together. Yeah. I'm going to have my beach body hey, back by Memorial Day. Hey. It's on you. So, so I will send I will send you guys all my information if you don't have it. And yes, I look forward to seeing you guys on YouTube or on Instagram. And please, anyone else who has questions for me, I'm gonna throw send them at you me. Some of my I'm at my fit spot. Am I? And I want to report after it. I want to report so on how you did. <laughs> the takeaways are don't be intimidated. It can be really fun. And you can have fr great friends to do this with, including the person that you train with, like yeah. Michaela. We're going to make sure all your information is <laughs> Probably available. Probably not your co-host. But <laughs> to <laughs> Love to hate. We're definitely married because we can only stand each other in like small And we match. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you guys have a phenomenal show. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. You were great. And definitely check check out your website, and I will be I'll, I'll be there, and I hope you all will be too. That's a wrap for today. Have ideas for the show? Tweet us at Dr. Taylor Wallace. That's D R T A Y L O R W A L L A C E, and at Shetha C. That's S W E T A C. Thank you for tuning in to Risky Behavior. Until next time.